1: jesus said if you hold to my teachings you are really my disciples then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free before we became christians false messages were written across our hearts and these shape the way we live when we come into the christian life we often bring some of the baggage with us lies are powerful things that have the potential to do much damage to us in fact satan can control any area of our lives by getting us to believe something that is not true In the light of this, here are three important questions that might help you offload some baggage. Number one, what are the wrong messages that have been written across your heart? Number two, how did they get there? And number three, what's God's way of dealing with them? Now, I can't answer the first two questions for you, but I know the answer to the third question. God's way to transforming the heart is through the renewal of our minds. Jesus said, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. This is Set Free with Ken Legg.
0: Well, thanks for joining us. It's Phil here along with author and pastor Ken Legg and this week looking at the subject of guarding your heart. And Ken mentioned the fact that we live out of the reservoir in our hearts earlier this week, that we can't live beyond the level of what is in our hearts. And Ken, you started today's program asking the questions, what are the wrong messages that have been written across your heart? How did they get there? And what's God's way of dealing with them? What are those wrong kinds of messages? What are you talking about? Well, Phil, in my book, What's Eating You, I talk about three major influences that have helped shape
1: our hearts. The first of those is the environment in which we were brought up. Now, of course, it's during the formative years of our lives that we receive our identity messages and develop attitudes and opinions about life. Mm-hmm. Take, for example, the children of Israel. When they came out of Egypt into the wilderness, uh, take them for as an example to, of the extent to which our hearts are fashioned By our environment. See, for over four hundred years, they had been slaves, and then suddenly they were free. Now, here's the problem: they had a new identity, but they kept their old mentality. Their old mentality had been shaped over hundreds of years. They 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 still saw themselves as slaves. They never renewed their minds
0: so as to bring their hearts, if you like, into alignment with what was now true. About their new status, we see that today often with people who've been in prison for a long time, and then they get released back into society, and they just don't don't think in the in the correct way to be able to cope in that environment. They want to go back. Yeah, that's right, and and that's what um, the children of Israel did exactly.
1: You know, when they hit a problem, uh, what was their response? Let's go back to Egypt. Now, what a tragedy that was because they were more favoured by God than any other nation. Yet they actually saw themselves as victims. You know, uh, every time they hit a problem, they said, this is not our fault. God is to blame for bringing us out of here. Uh, We didn't have this problem when we were slaves. Uh, Life was better then. (laughs) Of course, they had a very selective memory, I think, (laughs) as we do. And, uh, you know, just like the children of Israel, you know, People today have a a victim mentality. In fact, they kind of wear T-shirts to say, why me? (laughs) You know, Like the children of Israel in the wilderness, they feel they've got no control over what is happening to them. Uh, Their hearts have been shaped in such a way that they see themselves as victims of their circumstances. This is how life has happened to me. I've just got to wear it. So consequently, they're living in regret. Uh, They're saying things like, you know, if only... I had a better education. If only I married someone else. If only I was given a break or had a, a chance to do what they did, you
0: know. And it's it's kind of living as a victim. Mm. I guess a victim mentality, it kind of gives you that luxury of not actually having to take any responsibility for what's going on here and now. Is that a fair statement? I think it's a very good statement because, uh, you know, the person that um, reasons that
1: way is actually already preparing excuses and explanations for, for why they will fail. A victim mentality tends to sabotage relationships, occupations, ministries, if you like. Um, I've observed this. You know, every time a person whose heart has been conditioned this way begins to experience success, they're faced with this dilemma film. Here it is. Now that I'm actually getting somewhere, I can't blame anyone else but myself if things go wrong. Hmm. Okay. Now, that means I no longer have a, an excuse for failure. And so they pull the plug on that success that they're enjoying. They just can't handle it. I've seen it over and over again. You know, sabotaging relationships and ministries and, and opportunities and so on. Now, of course, going back to the Israelites, if they had renewed their minds in accordance with what was true about their new identity, then their hearts would have been totally transformed. They could have said things like, Wow, you know, God has just delivered us from the most powerful nation on earth. How much he must love us. What can't he do? What what won't he do for us, you know? I mean, it just if we would just look at the truth and allow that to transform our hearts, we will live out of the abundance
0: of that new revelation that's in our heart. They were definitely glasses half empty kind of people rather than the glasses half full. You talk about three major influences in the environment there, of course, being the first one. What's the next one? The second one is what we've been taught. Now, if, what, if we've been
1: taught wrong things, then obviously that's going to mess with our minds. I said at the beginning of this program, Phil. You know, if we believe a lie, the devil has the power to control that area of our lives. But the problem is, what is the truth? See, we've heard a lot of things that basically are denominational beliefs mm-hmm. or traditional beliefs, and we've kind of somehow mistaken those for being biblical truth. Mm. And uh, I remember talking to a person once that was so bound by a particular denominational. Truth that was not truth. It was a belief, but it clearly wasn't biblical truth. And when I pointed this out very ably, I might say, from the Bible, her response was, "Well, I know what I believe. Don't confuse me with the truth."
0: And, <laughs> and I think you know, some, statement.
1: Yeah, I, I think basically, you know, we're, we're so loyal to beliefs
0: that we've held on to for years, sometimes decades, that we guard them as if they were biblical truths. It's like that old saying, you know, don't let the facts get in the way of a good story. Um, what about the last one here, Ken? As you see it, what is that final influence that helps to shape our hearts? Okay, so we've looked at um, you know, the way we were brought up, uh, what we've been
1: taught in the past. Now, the third thing that really does help shape our hearts and make them the way they are today is traumatic experiences that we've had mm. in the past. You remember, we said that the heart registers those things that have brought us the greatest pleasure and the greatest pain. And so those things influence the way that we behave or react or respond to life now. So there's no doubt about it that those who have been abused, say, physically or spiritually or emotionally or sexually have been shaped by those traumatic experiences. Mm-hmm. Now, remember that these encounters are usually repetitive by nature. So they became ingrained in, into our hearts over a prolonged period of time. When when people are subjected to abuse and pain in an ongoing way, eventually uh, th- those things are going to shape the way that they approach life and the way they respond to life. So yeah. victims of abuse cannot help but live out of the reservoir of the pain that has been stored in their hearts. And of course, this sets up a defense mechanism, which makes people fearful, suspicious and actually reluctant to trust others or, or to commit or to try new things or to venture
0: out in life, you know. Mm. And as hard as it might be, we've really got to get past those things, don't we, so that we can trust other people and, uh, and have God transform our heart.
1: Yeah, I, I heard a story once uh, from an American preacher, and uh, um, obviously it was taken over there, and he was talking about a young boy who was watching an eagle one day, and he noticed that this majestic bird had caught sight of a weasel. Okay, so he quickly swooped down and seized upon this weasel and began to soar into the sky once again with the weasel and its talons, you know. And as he did so, he clutched it very close to himself, you know, the, the, the eagle. And then as the boy was watching, he noticed that something strange happened. The eagle that was holding the weasel began to fall to the ground like a dead weight. As it crashed to the earth, the boy quickly ran to where the eagle was And when he examined the dead eagle, he discovered that actually the weasel had begun to eat its heart, began to eat into the eagle's heart. But the eagle wouldn't let go of it. (laughs) And the eagle's stubbornness finally proved fatal. Now, the lesson, of course, is this. If your heart is being eaten away by something painful, some experience in the past or some trauma, you know, related to the past, you need to learn to let the weasel go sooner rather than later. You know, this will involve erasing the wrong identity messages that those traumatic encounters have embedded into our hearts and replacing them with what is the truth about us now in accordance with our new creation identity.
0: Practical discussion on guarding our hearts, and we'll have more for you same time tomorrow. Until then, remember you don't have to carry that baggage. God wants you to be set free.
1: For books, DVDs, small group studies, and other resources from Ken Legg, including the book What's Eating You, which features topics from today's message, visit the Vision Christian store at vision.org.au. That's vision.org.au.